0: Hello, friend. I'm Ron Jones of Something Good Radio, wishing you and your family a blessed Christmas season. Before I share today's message, I want to take a moment to remind you that Something Good is supported 100% by listeners like you. Your prayers and financial gifts keep the broadcast airing all year round on radio and online, and we continue to see people come to faith in Christ as a result. All of us here at Something Good Radio understand how difficult the past few years have been for so many people. Lost jobs, financial stress, social and political unrest. One thing you can do to help hurting people find the hope they're looking for is to prayerfully consider sending a special year-end tax-deductible gift to Something Good Radio, and do this before December 31st. It's during times of adversity in this life when people begin to seek answers about the next life. Many will be doing that for the first time in the days and weeks ahead. And that's why I'm asking for your help, because I want to be there to help answer those questions from God's holy word, both now and in the years ahead. Thank you for listening, and please know how grateful I am for your prayers and financial support.
1: You can restore a piece of furniture, a musical instrument, or even a house, but only God can restore a soul. Hello, I'm Brian Davis, and this is Something Good with Dr. Ron Jones. Psalm 23 verse three begins with these four words, He restores my soul. Today, Ron takes an in-depth look at what this restoration process looks like as we continue the best of 2023. Online, you'll find us at somethinggoodradio.org where you can listen to the broadcast on demand on your schedule. That's somethinggoodradio.org. Listen and subscribe to the podcast at Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Now from Atlantic Shores Baptist Church in Virginia Beach, Virginia, where he serves as lead pastor. Here's Ron with part two of his Something Good Radio message,
0: Hope for Downcast Sheep. But here's the good news in all this. He restores my soul. Say it with me again. He restores my soul. If you're a sheep in a cast down position, know this, that your good shepherd's coming after you. But he's not coming after you to scold you. That's that's, that's the misnomer that we have and the misgivings we have about it. We wander away, even away from church and the flock of God, and we get ourselves into a, a thicket of trouble over here. We're a little bit embarrassed to come back. We're not sure whether... Uh, The people will receive us back, let alone God. And we're afraid that we're going to get the the cold, stern scoldness of our good shepherd. That's not the picture here. That's not the picture in the story that Jesus told in uh, Luke chapter 15. Go back there and what does it say? That our good shepherd who is in the business of uh, uh, restoring us, he, he found that one lost sheep, put it on his shoulder. And Jesus said, rejoicing. He brought that sheep back. He didn't sit the sheep down and say, now let me tell you a thing or two. Bad decision, sheep. Bad decision. I just came up with that. Isn't that brilliant? That wasn't even in my notes. (laughs) It was the Spirit of God right there just giving it to me. No, he doesn't scold us in that way picks us up and puts us on his shoulders and brings us home. Let's let's flesh that out a little bit more. Exactly what does it look like when God restores our soul? Well, let's, for starters, look at the word nefesh in the the Hebrew language, which is translated soul. It encompasses the totality of our being, mind, body, spirit, and emotions. Now, for us Westerners, we, we think compartmentally. We don't think holistically about ourselves. We think of ourselves as physical beings, and we buy the gym membership, and we're all about getting in shape physically to the neglect of other aspects that contribute to our wellness or our lack of wellness. The soul, in the Hebrew way of thinking, mind, body, spirit, emotions— We're talking intellectual, physical, spiritual, and emotional parts of us. When he restores our soul, he has all of that in mind. Even our physical body. One day we'll get a new body in in the next life. A heavenly body. So there's ultimate restoration there. But what does all this look like? First, uh, he redeems our soul eternally. All right, there's there's a spiritual restoration here and that comes through faith in the Lord Jesus Christ who is our good shepherd, who laid down his life for us on the cross. And we go from darkness to light, from lost to found, from death to life because of our relationship with him. Our sins separated us from God, but according to Isaiah 53 and verse six, the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. That's why he's not scolding us. He's already taken care of the sin problem. He laid our sins on Christ. And all of the wrath of God was poured out on him. So our good shepherd could come to us, pick us up in all of our brokenness, put, it, put us on his shoulders and take us home. Kind of makes me want to sh- sing the Hallelujah chorus about right now. Wouldn't that be great? Secondly, our Good Shepherd also gets us out of the mess we got ourselves into. Now it gets real practical, right? Started on that spiritual side about restoring our soul eternally. But what about about the here and now? We got ourselves into a mess. We wandered away thinking we knew better. Uh, Maybe looking at some grass over there that looked greener. And we got there and found out it was a mirage. Wasn't as green as we thought it was, but but here we are in a mess. Our good Shepherd restores our soul by getting us out of the mess we got ourselves into. He cares enough to find us and to carry us home. Kind of makes me think of a little uh, gift that we Catherine and I received from some friends in Israel. They own a uh, gift shop in Bethlehem, and we returned from a trip. Israel and weeks later this box shows up I open it up and it's it's about eight inches tall pretty nice size thing but it's a it's carved out of olive wood and it's a a, a picture of or a carving of a shepherd who has a staff in one hand and in the other arm he's carrying a sheep and it's a beautiful reminder of Christ our good Shepherd and I like to imagine that it was a cast-down sheep that he rescued after it wandered into a dangerous thicket. He restores my soul. While we're thinking of the ways he restores our soul, let's just add this. He cleans us up and binds up our wounds. All right. Sometimes we get ourselves into a, 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 a bad place and, and, and we're hurt. I mean, we just we're disheveled. It may be physically or emotionally or spiritually. And again, he doesn't come to scold us. He he comes and and before he gets us back to the flock, he's got to clean us up a little bit, bind up those wounds. I think of Psalm 34 and verse 18, the Lord is close to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. You may be here today, your heart broken over something. Maybe it's a woundedness you're carrying with you, and you just can't get past that. Your your spirit is crushed. You're cast down for some reason. Well, the Lord is close to you. He's not saying, get away from me, you stupid wandering sheep. No, he he goes after you and, and picks you up in his arms, puts you on his shoulders, and carries you home. One more thought here. Our good shepherd, listen to this, returns us to the flock from which we wandered and revitalizes the community of sheep. Okay, his his goal is to go out and find this cast down sheep, to search the highlands and the lowlands day and night until he finds even one of his sheep. He's taking care of the 99 over here. Don't don't think that he's left them vulnerable to predators. No, he's got them under care. But he's, he's on a mission to find this one because he loves and cares for and is concerned about his one. But remember this, he shepherds more than one sheep. And we who are the sheep of his pasture are part of something larger than ourselves. You see, we probably wandered away or perhaps wandered away because we thought we could go it alone. Uh, I've got my relationship with Jesus. I don't need that church stuff. And you find over time that when you isolate yourself, uh, it just doesn't go well. We're not made for that. The pandemic taught us that. And besides, we're part of something larger. We're part of, uh, we're the sheep of His pasture, He has a larger flock. He's as personal, that's why I say Psalm 23 and me, he's as personal as to go after the one, but he never lets us isolate ourselves over here. His his intention is always to bring us back and to restore us to the flock from which we have wandered and in the process, revitalize the community of sheep. Because here's the reality. When we wander away from God's flock, Not only in time, because of isolation, will we lose vitality, but the community of sheep does as well. Because we need each other. And the more who wander off, the the more the community and the flock loses vitality. Something and someone are missing. The capacity for survival, the continuation of a meaningful and purposeful existence and the mission for which we are committed is compromised in some way.
1: We'll return to Something Good with Dr. Ron Jones in just a moment. Listen on demand to any of Ron's messages at somethinggoodradio.org. While you're there, be sure to check out our digital library where you can find more than 500 hours of video and audio teaching from Dr. Ron Jones. Search the streaming library by scripture or topic for answers to some of your most challenging questions. That's the digital library at somethinggoodradio.org. So let me ask you, do you have a passion to pray? Would you like to learn to pray with zeal from someone who mastered the art of divine communication? The disciples asked Jesus, Lord, teach us to pray. And he gave them a model for prayer that even a child can learn. In time for Christmas, Dr. Ron Jones is ready to share his brand new book, The Jesus Way to Pray, an intimate journey through the Lord's Prayer. Join Ron as he guides you phrase by phrase through the power and beauty of the prayer that begins, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. You'll also find an entire chapter that explains how Jesus prays for you and me, as well as biblical answers to the age-old question, does God answer prayer? That's the Jesus way to pray, an intimate journey through the Lord's prayer. Order your copy for a donation of $25 or more. Share it with friends by requesting a two-pack for $50, a four-pack for $75, or an eight-pack for a donation of $150 or more give online at somethinggoodradio.org or over the phone by calling our offices at 757-276-1099 or mail your gift to p.o box 6245 virginia beach virginia 23456 now let's get back to Rod as he shares the second half of today's message hope for cast down sheep
0: and so the shepherd brings back the wandering sheep and reintroduces it to the flock now At this point, I can imagine that it's important how the flock receives that wandering sheep, right? Can you imagine the 99 over here calling a meeting and saying, you know, I don't know where this shepherd of ours has been. Here we are, the 99. Doesn't he care about us? He went running after this one lost sheep, and then the sheep comes home. And they isolate him and say, where you been? Do you know what you did? And we can't do that. The shepherd doesn't scold him. Let's make sure the 99 don't scold the the, the sheep who's come home as well. Uh, That's why uh, this picture presupposes there's grace in the flock. And the flock realizes no matter where that wandering sheep has been, we're rejoicing that the sheep has come home. And the vitality of the entire community rises because all of God's sheep are here. I, I meet people all the time. Again, maybe they've been you know, wounded in a church somewhere. They've given up on it. And, and quite honestly, they're not even sure if they walk through the door, if they'd be welcomed again. And that's a sad tale, isn't, isn't it? not? It's, it's, it's sad that they would even think that. But oh, to walk into the sheepfold and find the grace of God just smothering you welcoming you home, throwing a party and rejoicing as much as they do in heaven when one lost sinner comes home. They throw a party in heaven. And what a beautiful picture that is. Sometimes our preconceived notions of who God is and Jesus is and our shepherd is don't, don't match the reality of, of Scripture and the pictures we've been given, even the stories uh, that are told. We're part of something larger than ourselves. Jesus taught us to pray, Our Father who art in heaven, not my Father who art in heaven. I know you have a personal relationship with God, but it's not so personal you can isolate yourself. Or you'll become in a cast position. You'll, you'll be down and out somewhere and not be able to get up. This is why, of course, we encourage you to get connected in a life group. Oh my. Uh, That's the primary context where shepherding takes place. And when something befalls you, you've got people around you. I I love to see our life groups and life group leaders spring into action. Get to the hospital even before, uh, you know, us pastors are even aware somebody's in a world of hurt. That's the body of Christ. That's the flock of God springing into action and the community that we were made for. Uh, This is what the church of Jesus Christ is all about. You can wander away to another meadow somewhere thinking you know better and nothing will compare or even come close to feeding you and replenishing you and revitalizing you and restoring you like the church of the living God and the Lord Jesus Christ. Nothing not a bar, not a social club, not a sports team. Just name the meadows that we're meandering to and wandering off to, to the neglect of our time together in God's house with God's people. Again, I, 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 I think I'm doing what I do with my life because the Lord looked down and said, hey, Jones is a wanderer. We've got to figure out some way to keep him tethered to the flock of God. Put him in the pulpit. <laughs> but over these 30 years of ministry, Catherine and I have had ample time wounded by this person or that person, this place or that place to say, we're done. But I can't leave. I can't because I know. Where do you go? Where do you go as a child of God? Where do you go as the sheep of his pasture? There is not a greener grass. So when our good shepherd restores our soul, I love that he also restores the vitality of his church. And that right there does make me bless George Frederick Handel and say thank you for the hallelujah chorus because that's what I want to sing. That's what heaven sings. When one lost sinner, one wayward sheep, comes home. Comes home. That describes you come home today. If that means to come home in a salvation sense, because all we like sheep have gone astray, we we entered into this world as wandering sheep. All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Come home. Come home. Because He took all of your shame and your sin, and Isaiah says He laid our iniquity on him. You want to know what the cross of Christ is all about and why it's so important, so vital to this thing called Christianity and why it, it separates the truth of Christianity from any other religion is because all of your sin and my sin were laid upon him. And God is not angry with you anymore. He poured out his wrath on his beloved son who died on that cross, rose triumphantly three days later, and like a good shepherd, is looking for his lost sheep to bring them home, to bring them home. So come home, wandering sheep. Maybe you're a believer in Jesus Christ, but for other reasons, you've kind of wandered off. I had some wandering years in college, okay? And my good shepherd came after me. He didn't scold me. Even the people he put around me, including my older brother, just used to very gently just say, He's never disappointed me. And he won't disappoint you. But he didn't scold me, he didn't get the bony finger in the face. And you know, that that's not our good shepherd. He wants to put you on his shoulders, clean you up, bind up the woundedness in you, heal you, replenish you, feed you, lead you beside still waters, and restore your Soul, mind, body, spirit, emotions, to where the totality of your being, you can say, it is well. It is well with my soul.
1: Thanks for being here for today's Something Good radio message. Hope for cast down sheep. And I'm pleased to welcome in Dr. Ron Jones. Ron, yesterday in part one of this message, you mentioned a trilogy of parables that talk about something or someone being lost or having wandered off. Now, in the first two, the lost coin and the lost sheep, someone takes action to find them. But in the third parable, the lost son, no one goes to look for him. Not the father nor anyone else. So, the question I have, and perhaps the question many of our listeners have. I love have the question, Brian, and I hope this answer it will uh, be of some benefit almost. to
0: anyone out there who has wandered away from God or knows someone who has. Now, the first thing to notice is that um, unlike the coin and the sheep, the prodigal son had a free will and he chose to leave. Perhaps more importantly, he knew how to get back. So he was lost in the sense that a father had lost a son, but he was not lost in the same way as a coin or a sheep, uh, neither of which would know how to find their way back to where they belong. Here's a second distinction. When we wander off and begin to squander our inheritance, all the joy, all the peace, all the gifts that God has uh, given us, the father will not track us down and drag us back home kicking and screaming. No, he gave us free will, and he won't violate it. He has a beautiful and perfect way of being in control without being controlling. But here's what he will do, Brian, and in fact, he has already done. He doesn't drag us home, but he does draw us home. How does he do that? Well, for the prodigal son, it was the prior relationship with his father that he remembered. He knew his father to be a good man, And at the very least, he would give the prodigal son a job, three squares a day, and, and well, a place to sleep. And we, too, have the knowledge of God written into our hearts, according to Romans chapter 1. And for believers in Christ, we have more than knowledge of his existence. We have experienced his mercy, forgiveness, and kindness. It is those things, particularly his kindness, that lead to repentance and draw us back home. One final point, and I'll be done. For those who have wandered or know someone who has, please be encouraged today. The prodigal son spent his last few pennies on a bottle of booze and a lady of the evening. He literally ran all the way out of money before he walked all the way back home. And before he even made it all the way home, his father ran out to meet him, took him the rest of the way home, put a ring on his finger, and threw a big party for him. No matter what you've done, no matter how long you've done it, no matter if you've squandered every last ounce of whatever it was God gave you, it's never too late to return home where the front door and the Father's arms are always open.
1: That's Dr. Ron Jones with some final thoughts on the way God gently draws us back to himself, even when we wander away for a season. Now, Ron, before we sign off, tell us where you're headed next time as you dive a little deeper into
0: Psalm 23. Well, Brian, here's a little known fact about sheep. Left to their own devices, they will return to the same grazing location over and over and over again until there's nothing left for them to eat. And even then, they'll keep going back to that familiar place. Sounds a bit reminiscent of the prodigal son who chose to leave and stayed gone for quite some time, even after the thrill was gone. All of us at one time or another have wandered away from God and kind of gotten stuck in the same unproductive place that might have been fun at first, but now has become a source of frustration or even misery. Well, Brian, there's good news for anyone who has ever wandered away from God and gotten stuck in an ungodly place. I'll share it with you next time as I continue my series, Psalm 23 and me, living the good life with the good shepherd.
1: That's next time when Dr. Ron Jones shares his message, God leads us along. Join us then for Something Good. For Ron and the entire team here at Something Good Radio, I'm Brian Davis saying God bless and thanks for listening.